This episode of Poetic Properties with Complex is brought to you by Infinitely Complex Production and sponsorship with Peacefully Flawed Apparel, where we believe that no matter the darkness, we have the opportunity and ability to get to the light. Thank you for tuning in to the Poetic Property Podcast. I am your host, Complex the Poet, father, author, and entrepreneur. Uh, back from a week break, uh, I had to I had to shut it down. Um, I don't know why, but the past two weeks have been like extremely overwhelming for me, anxiety wise, and I couldn't take it. And I was trying to uh, I had been trying to push through it. But as you guys know, like I I just was being um, I was being pressed in every uh, facet of my life, work, personal business. Um, and it just got overwhelming and I had to to stop for a second to kind of realign. And I'm still trying to uh, pull back through um, to get back to normal. As you know, I just had a complete breakdown, um, at the end of the year. So it's kind of difficult trying to, uh, reel myself back from that also. But, uh, like I always say, this is, this is what we're here for the good, the bad, the ugly, um, on this journey of depression and anxiety. Uh, like I said, I think last week, you know, we have to understand that failure is an option, Quitting is not right. So um, even though I was unable to to clear my mind enough to get an episode out, I just didn't want to give you guys just some randomness. I wanted to like, even though the struggle is what it is, I, I always my intent is always to be purpose driven. And I just couldn't. Um, I couldn't gather the mental clarity necessary for me to to give you guys a proper episode. Like when I say it was really, really bad, um, like it was it was bad. Uh the sleep, like it it, it it's going it's gotten back to the um going to sleep immediately after work, um, getting up, uh eating and going back to sleep is 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 back to the uh the shutting you know shutting everything out back in the sleeping in the dark everything has to be dark that type of stuff so i had to chill because i felt like like i i tell you guys the goal is um since i can't control the chemical imbalance the goal is when i notice that it's creating a change enough to affect me Right. When 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 um, I find it hard for me to communicate, when I find it hard for me to uh, interact in general, when I find it hard for me to even um, communicate with the kids fully, like I got to take a step back because the phase after that is chaos for me, because we get to the for me. Let me well, let me not say we I'm speaking for myself. Uh, once I get to a certain, um, once I get to a certain, uh, uh, mood within this mental health journey, I know the next phase is chaos. And by chaos, I don't mean like, 
uh, lashing out and stuff like that. But I noticed that my wording changes, my temperaments change, uh, the way I uh, speak to my kids change. And I said this way at the beginning, when I feel that type of stuff, I let them know, hey, I'm not feeling good. And then I, you know, I back up. Like I make sure that, you know, they have food that they that they can cook themselves and not necessarily dependent on me to make them food, even though they for whatever reason they eat potatoes like Irishmen. But I I make sure that that stuff, that that type of stuff is in place so that if I am in the in that. Um, if I am in that phase of feeling like chaos is coming, I remove myself um, from full day communication, not like they can't speak to me or we can't, like I don't do the the regular things that I'm supposed to do as a parent, but just out of respect for them, um, I make sure I let them know and make them aware like, hey, I'm not feeling too talkative. Don't take it personal, um, like I don't care, but I'm just... Just give me a second and then we'll have our conversations or what have you. And it's this last two weeks have been just just horrible. And I've been trying to interact through it because, like I always talk about, I understand conditioning. Right. Uh, I don't think that with mental health, it's a conditioning thing, though. Um, well, let me not say it that way. I feel like you got to do it like kind of in steps um, going, going all gas uh, into something that is triggering for you, even though you need to, to kind of attack it to be able to to get through it. It's difficult um, and it becomes immediately overwhelming. Like I said before, I, 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 I try to interact with everyone that I could just because I know that that's very difficult for me. One-on-one conversations are very difficult for me. So I try to interact with people the uh, entire month of February and it, it messed with me. Like trying to do that. Like, I mean, it, 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 it created a very high level of panic attacks. It really messed with my sleep, but I was really, really trying. Um, I found myself, uh, grinding my teeth again, so my my the back of my mouth is like in so much pain just from you know having these weird dreams, tossing and turning. Like I haven't really been sleeping well, and I know it's because that I jumped into trying to 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 interact with with people. Um, already being introverted is one thing, and that creates a, a certain level of social anxiety, but. Uh, to compound that with anxiety, to compound that with depression and just paranoia, it's just it's very, very difficult to get through. And I gave it an honest try. I'm not saying that I'm never going to try again, but at uh, at the at the level that I did all of February, I, I can't do that. Also be dealing with work. Also be dealing with with bills. Also be dealing with my business. It just was too much. And I'm not. um just being honest, I'm I'm not capable of handling those level um, or th- such high levels of pressure in every single aspect of my life. Like there has to be something that I have peace in. It has to be, or else you know I'm gonna lose it. But I'm gonna keep fighting regardless. Like no matter how hard. Um, no matter how hard each of these things have attacked me mentally or, you know, if, even if I've uh, uh, 
subconsciously created it within myself, no matter how hard any of it attacks me, I'm still going to to do the best that I can. I have to to uh, be honest, though. Like so the sacrifice uh, last week was the pot. Right. The, the 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 sacrifice last week was me just not doing that session, um, not because I don't want you guys to know the good and the bad, because y'all know I'm going to tell y'all anyway. But I had really drained myself trying to do what I'm supposed to do at work, um, trying to keep my personal life. Uh, at a level of of comfort that I'm not bugging out, trying to keep my parental life uh, uh, peaceful and be present for them um, and just still dealing with, you know, trying to trying to process my life without Kennedy, trying to process my life without Imani. Just it's just it's a daily thing and I'm comfortable with fighting through it, no matter how hard it gets. But it's going to be some days, and I said this, I used to say this at the beginning, like the episode one through like maybe 10, like, you know, some days you're going to win, some days you're going to lose. Both days you have to accept that and prepare for the next day, right? And so last week, like, I felt like I was just getting jumped by every piece of emotion, every piece of uh, uh, mental uh, anguish every physical like I, I start feeling uncomfortable in my skin and like I said before I would like uh, I was stressed so much January February my skin started messing up really really bad my scalp messed up really really bad and I've just been trying to fight my way back to a place of comfort within myself uh, so that I'm that I'm able to be useful you know, to me first, because you guys know, I, I, I say to you all, you know, contact me, hit me up, um, Poetic Properties on Twitter, Poetic Properties Podcast on IG, follow me on Good Pods, uh, under Poetic Properties Podcast, um, but even with me reaching out and telling you guys to reach out, like I got to start with me first. I want to be my authentic self if we have to have a conversation. I told you I'm not here to just teach or just preach or however you want to work what I what I do. I'm here to learn as well. I'm here to to hear your stories to see how you got through whatever you got through. Um, I want you to 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 tell me from your perspective um, how you would attempt to to approach where I am. Like you, if you, if you are a person who has, has lost a child, if you are a person who, you know, to, and I mean lost as in, you know, to your child passing away, um, how did you handle that? Like, how do you, how do you move on without, um, how do you move through it? Not on, but how do you, how did you move through it to get to a place of some type of peace? Or are you, are you, do, are you still fighting from that? Um, if you are a person who uh, may have some custody issues or stuff like that, like, like how, do you, how do you handle that? How do you handle having to go through so much to, to still not be able to, um, to see a kid? Or, or what do you, how, do you, how do you manage that? Like, do, you feel like, um, do you feel like you have to give up? Do you feel like you've given up? Do you feel like, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just so much stuff that I want to be my whole self so that when I'm offering these, these, uh, these branches of communication that we all real, 
We all real. We, we, you know where I'm at with it. You know, you know, I'm going to be open and be honest and I want to be my whole self, regardless if my whole self is in the middle of a, a depressive attack. If I'm in the middle of a panic attack, like I said, it's not all about uh, uh, me being here to to try to teach you and, and be dishonest and deceitful. It's about me letting you know I'm struggling right here with you. And as a group, we can we can help each other. Sometimes it's just a matter of knowing somebody else is going through what you are going through that could help you get to the next day, you know, because for whatever reason, we are mentally uh, we are mentally stuck in a way that we feel like we are the only ones going through what we are when we are going through it. And it's not true. There's somebody there's somebody right now that is going through exactly what I'm going through, you know, um, or majority of what I'm going through. There's somebody that that has went through what I'm going through. And there's somebody that is going to go through what I'm going through right now. So it's like my issue is not something that is foreign. It's not something that um, is unique. This is something that continues to go on. Something that I feel like doesn't go on is people being honest and open. And not from a, a, a way, you know, not from a place to attempt to start arguments or bash people, but you're going through it and you don't know how to, you don't know how to handle it. You don't know how to maneuver. And that's why, or that's where this platform comes in because I'm not arguing, I'm not fighting. So when you come to me and and you're venting or if I'm venting and are asking for advice or I'm giving advice or whatever, the emotional stuff, I don't care about that. What's what is the root of the situation? Let's focus on that and let's if we can control it or better it, let's let's try to do that. If we can't, let's try to understand and and find a a, a different way to go about it. But that's what I mean and knowing that I couldn't like I had to sacrifice that last week in the pot because I was off. Like I I was completely not myself. And the, I told you guys last time I felt like that, like I felt like I was losing my mind. I mean, this time it wasn't so bad, but I know what that I know what the highest phase of me being unbalanced is. And I told you I never want to feel that again. So when I felt how I felt last week, the sacrifice was me relaxing off the pod. I still took my notes. I still kind of monitored, uh, to make sure what, you know, what my week was making sure that I was taking my steps daily, making sure I'm doing my, you know, my meditation, even while I'm at work at certain times at work that I'll just stop typing and just, I'll give myself a good, you know, five, seven minutes of just me breathing correctly or, uh, or, or doing my, my, my deep breaths. And, centering myself for that moment because a lot of times like a lot of times I'm like where I'm at other people can't help me right and I don't have time to 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 explain how to because I don't know how if I knew how to not be depressed or if I knew how to completely control anxiety then I would and I wouldn't be having a daily fight with it. 
The thing is, though, I don't think other people are truly comfortable with it. Right. I see people online all the time saying, oh, people just got depressed and people just got anxiety and people just got ADHD. And it's disrespectful and it's dismissive because it's so much it's so much suicide in the world because nobody wants to listen. But now that everybody has a platform to explain the things that they're going through, it's it's frowned upon or. You know, you have people who take advantage of the mental health um, community by staging these these or orchestrating um, these productions of like they're advocating. And then reality is like they're they're not really advocating like it's for the it's for the check that comes with it. Right. And. That's what makes it hard to be open. That's what makes it hard for me to 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 have this podcast and to speak to you all, because I know that people think that it's a gimmick. I know that people feel what they feel. And another thing is, that's why I say I know I this is going to reach who it's supposed to reach. So if people are saying, oh, that podcast is boring, that podcast is this, that podcast is it's not for them. They're looking to be entertained. I'm looking to help. So people who listen to this podcast are people who are mature enough within themselves to 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 know like, oh, crap, like I'm low key losing it a little bit. I just need to know, like, like I'm not going through this by myself. I just need to know. I just need to hear somebody say it's okay. I just need to hear, you know, that, that, you know, we just, we're going to win some, we're going to lose some. It doesn't make you less than, it doesn't make you better than. And so because I couldn't offer that last week, um, because I couldn't, couldn't offer that last week, I had to, to stop. I had to really take last week um, and even though I had like I had stuff to do for the business, like it was like it was just so much. It it was so much that was going on that. I just needed that time just to to not. You know, like I I just needed that time. And like I said, one thing for sure that y'all know about me is I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to quit. I learned, I, I learned last time. Like I said, that like the, the, the goal with trials and tribulation is learning. So when that time comes again, you can be prepared. So when I felt like I was losing my mind at the end of last year, I realized that it's because I tried to just push through the emotional damage. I tried to just push through without really like like processing, you know what I mean? Without really allowing myself to just stop. All right. This is how I feel about it. Yada, yada, whatever. I tried to push through it. And then like I start feeling so like I felt outside of who I am. And so last uh, uh, last week. I was like, mm, I feel a little bit off like all week, but I was I was still trying to, you know, do do what I normally do. You know, I do my meditation during work, you know, before I go to sleep or as I'm laying in the bed, I'm doing a, a, a pre-sleep, you know, uh, meditation for myself before I finally fall, uh, uh, fall all the way to sleep. But I just felt like something was off. 
I felt like, all right, this is about to, this is how I felt right before I felt like outside of me, of the person who I'm trying to be and say that I am. So when I felt that instead of pushing through that and, and, and missing another lesson, I stopped. Full intentions of, of, um, getting back to it, you know, getting back to the pot, but I just couldn't, I, I couldn't, I had to listen to myself. I had to make sure that I was doing the right thing for me. Like I, like I say, and like what this, this pod is based on, it's accountability and it's about knowing yourself. It's about learning who you are and how to maneuver through stuff. It's not about being and doing what people want you to do. It's not about, you know, following their road of, of how they see things or how things affect them. I'm always open and I'm, I'm, letting you know what's going on with me. Like I said, a lot of times, like it's knowing someone else is, is, is going through it and not from a negative, aha, look at you, but knowing that someone else is going through it and also fighting through it, it gives you a, a, a sense of hope. It gives you a sense of camaraderie um, and just understanding like, okay, I'm not like if I'm going through it by myself and 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 the the issues, uh, the mental stuff, the imbalance, like I would freak out if I am the only one in the world going through that, because if I'm the only one in the world going through that, I mean, there is no fix, period. So when I say knowing someone else is going through it, it's not like. Aha, you going through a whoop me. It's a sense of relief. Like, okay, I'm not alone. I could reach out. I could listen. I could understand, you know, uh, different things that they're going through. And when you, when, when you are a person like me, like my daily goal is to be better. My daily goal is to be better. I start noticing that, you know, I, I'm physically uncomfortable now. So on top of on top of the stuff that I'm going through, you know, with my mental now, you know, I'm super duper frustrated with with how I feel physically. I'm not one of those people who um, like genuinely I'm not one of the people who uh, uh, cares about outer appearance. My thing like now is uh, comfortability. Um and I feel uncomfortable, right? Like, if I get a six pack, I'm like, I'm, I'm, listen. But even like, that's not the goal. The goal is to get to get healthy. And because I've had these lung issues, because I I've had this heart, uh, this heart disease, because you know I had this issue with my arm. It's just like I haven't been able to do anything. But now I feel uncomfortable. So now uh, it's it's one of those things that I have to I have to fight through, too, because being uncomfortable and going through something mentally um, and then turning around. And now it's affecting me physically. Like I said, you know, uh, my skin is messed up. I feel uncomfortable, like within my weight. I feel uncomfortable, like, you know, uh, with heartburn constantly and, and just, you know, irregular heartbeats and, and breathing issues and stuff like that. These are things that I've had to deal with my entire life, but I'm older now. So that, you know, that young vigor is, is, it's running out. 
you know, that, 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 uh, fountain of youth. It's, it's like, all right, bro. Like now you have to start actively doing something. And so just understanding and knowing that it's, it's, it, it makes me double down on never quitting. It makes me double down on understanding that, you know, we going to fail at things and that's cool. But, but what did you learn in that piece of failure? What did, what did you learn in, in, in that trial and that tribulation? What did you learn in, in, uh, in the obstacle? And it's like, once I, once I started doing that and once I start, you know, understanding that that's how, that's just how life is. It's, it's been better for me. It, like it really has. It's, it's difficult, but now looking at, at, at the hurt, the pain, looking at it as lessons instead of, you know, dwelling in it, hating people, create like, like gaining rage and stuff like that. It helps me. It helps me to understand that, like, I'm going to go through things. It helped me to understand when to, to calm down. It helps me to, to understand when to just stop, you know? Like I said, I, I, I always meant this person of like, I'll just shut down. Um, like I'll just, I'll just shut down. I don't like, because my temper is always what it's been because, you know, a lot of people are like, oh yeah, just like your dad, stuff like that. Like that eats at you. I don't know who my dad was as a kid. I don't know who he was as a teenager. But when people say, oh, you got an attitude like your dad or you got this. And it's like, I don't even know who he was. Like, even when even when, you know, I I thought my relationship was good with my dad. We never talked about when he was little. I don't know anything about my dad from when he was little. I just I don't. Except for he had a bad temper and stuff like that. So after a while, that sits in on you because you're not allowed to be who you are. And so that's a part of the reason or that's a part of the thing that I'm fighting as well, because that 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 trauma of not being seen as me when I'm like literally going through stuff. Right. I'm literally going through frustration. I'm literally going through depression. But because no one understands it, my attitude is like my dad. So. Again, knowing that. Fast forward, you know, to now, that's still something that bothers me, but it's something that it's like, all right, cool. I, I, I can't change that. You can you, you you are able to to think what you what you are. But that's a lot of reason why for me, when I get to an emotional state that I feel like anger is going to take over or chaos is going to take over. That's a lot of times to where I shut down. And that's why. Because I still hear in my head, you're just like your dad. And it's it's not a in 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 that instance it's not a good you're just like your dad it's a like like my dad is like I don't know I just don't like it um, so knowing that I shut down I've always been a person to 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 shut down because of the temper and it's like now I'm in this 
freaking whirlwind of emotion of not defending myself, not speaking up for myself, just completely like, all right, I don't, I don't have time. But now it's in a sense of, I know that people don't care. Right. And it's, and for me, I've come to the conclusion that it's okay that you don't care because it doesn't affect you. So that's why you can say what you want or what, you know, what you feel or do what you want to do, because you are doing the you're doing the thing that you want to do. It doesn't matter how it affects other people. So for me, I just remove myself from all of that so you can do what you want to do with your life. And I'll go through my journey like I'm supposed to go through um, like I'm supposed to go through mine and we could just it could just be that. Right. But in all of that. And all of that, it's it's a catch twenty two. Because either and I and I'm a person of extremes, I've always said that either I'm a person who I'm just not gonna say anything and you're gonna uh keep on talking to me a certain way and keep on doing things a certain way, and I'm just gonna be a person who who just shuts down and just like, all right, man, you got it, whatever. And, or I'm just going to completely remove myself and you'll never see me again. You'll never hear from me again. I'm working on that. I'm a person of extremes, always have been. Not saying it's healthy, but that's that's where I'm at. And even with that, even with that, I I... I have to keep going, right? I have to understand, like, this is the, this is the journey. This is the journey that I'm on. I live off a motto of patience, purpose, order. So whatever comes my way, I have to, I have to understand what it is. And no matter how long it does, um, no matter how long it takes, I just have to figure it out. And that's why I didn't, that's why I didn't come, you know, that's why I didn't pod last week because I just couldn't. Like when I say this last two weeks, uh, this past two weeks, like got extreme, like immediately, like I've all, it's already been just a hectic two years in general. And at the end of last year, I thought that was the worst I could ever feel. But then, like I said, the last two weeks, they just got super overwhelming. And I had to sit down and really say to myself, you got this. Thank you. I know it's hard. I know, you know, I know you feel like you're alone. I know you feel like, you know, it's so much coming at you. I know like, but you built different and you got this. And that's what I kept telling myself this week is just get up. You got it. Like, no, like you got it. I don't care if you're frustrated at work. Do your part. You got it. I don't care if the kids are tripping. You got this. Right? Things are messing up. In the, you got this. And I, uh, I'm i sorry. I don't know why every time I start talking, like, my nose start running. Um, but I kept telling myself that. And I remember when when you got this, 
it was two instances when you got this had changed changed me. Um, the first was I remember I was playing football, um, passing the Panthers. Um, was playing a game in Arcadia, and I don't know. I don't know if I just had an asthma attack. I don't know because, you know, I hit somebody or it was a concussion. I don't know. But I remember passing out. And I remember not being able to breathe, right? And they took me to the hospital and my aunt Guma came. And I was in a panic because, like, they sent the, my dad sent the team mom with me, Right? He didn't even go. He was a coach. He didn't even go. He sent the team on with me um, to the hospital. And so I'm sitting there and, you know, my, my, my mom, my stepdad, like nobody was there. Right. And so um, time frame wise, I don't I don't remember how long it was, but I remember my aunt Guma came. My aunt Guma don't play about me. Like. Since I can remember, she don't play about me. Um, I remember laying in the, the ER, and I just was having a hard time just breathing, just, like, again, I don't know if it was the panic. I don't know if it was the, I don't know what it was. And my aunt, she grabbed my hand, and she said, you got this. And she said, you remember... You remember how I showed you how to how to do the breathing when you was little? And I said, yes, ma'am. And she was like, you got this, right? Um, me and my cousin, my my twin cousin, Rock, uh, we, our asthma is just ridiculous. Um, and in that moment, a sense of peace came over me. I remember being in so much pain. I remember being so frustrated because my my parents weren't there. Um, I remember being frustrated. My dad, he didn't come. Like, he sent me on an ambulance with the team mom. And it, it was in that moment that I realized that his love for the community and helping the community kids was greater than what it was for us at the time. And as a child, I was, I was young. Like I, I as a child, I was young as a child. I was hurt. It, like I didn't understand it. I didn't like, I was just confused. Like I'm your kid. Even in that time, in real time, I remember like being so frustrated, like, you're my dad. But when I saw my aunt and she grabbed my hand and I got that sense of comfortability. And she said, you got this. And I remember calming down. I remember. um, I remember, you know. Uh, my breathing started getting better or whatever. Um, and again, I don't know if it was just her being there or what, but that stuck with me. In that moment, I didn't realize this, but in that moment. Of feeling so alone. 
And my aunt saying that it changed me. Right? It put something, it put something in me that clearly to this day is, is there. I got this. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna quit. I'm not, it, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's a physical thing, a mental thing, like work. I'm not going to quit. But it was it, 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 I had to go through that in that in, in that moment of feeling unwanted. Like early on, early on in, in, in my sports life, my mom didn't come to 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 my games like that. Um. She didn't come to my games like that. And so, like, I don't even know if they called her. Like, so her not being there wasn't like, I, like, I didn't feel a way because she didn't come to my games like that when I was little. So I wasn't looking for her. But when your dad is your coach and you are injured to the point of having to get in the ambulance and he doesn't come. Even even in in that young age, you realize like, all right, you you gotta you gotta figure this out by yourself. Like, nobody's here. And so, hearing my aunt tell me I got this, like from that point on, like I I, I just was between her, uh, my aunt Curl, uh, uh, rest her soul, and and you know my mom. I just really start paying attention to to my asthma I really start paying attention to my breathing I really start being serious about conditioning myself I keep telling y'all like it's about the conditioning what lesson did you learn in that pain and that in that moment that you felt alone in that moment that like that was the worst pain that you could remember at the time what I remember from that is you got this yeah, nephew, I see you can't breathe. I see you in pain. Yeah, my dad's not here. Yeah, nobody probably called my mom. Like, I passed out. And you sent me in the ambulance with the team mom. But my aunt, in the midst of me being frustrated and confused, like, like where is my family? My aunt walks in, you got this. I forgot that. Like probably like within a week, two weeks, something like that. But clearly it's been in my subconscious this whole time. Because as I'm going through this stuff and I'm going through the hardships and I'm going through the pain and I can't breathe and my I have migraines and stuff like this, I hear my 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 aunt's voice, you got this. Nah, yeah, it, it's it's difficult. Yeah, I know. But you got this. Because I showed you. I showed you what to do. Now, did you did you did you did you pay attention to what I showed you? Did you condition yourself what I told you? You're in a panic right now. And I showed you this for a reason. I showed you it then for this moment right here. And you got this. The second time that. This statement was said to me. It was by my uncle Larry. They were um, they were married back then, and it was I don't remember if it was my no it was my senior year. 
it was my senior year. Um, it was my senior year of high school. And I remember, um, like, I was really good at track. I was, I was really, really good at track. Um, but I was distracted. Like, I, I, I was, I was dis- so distracted in high school. Like, I never got a chance to um, compete in any of uh, the state track meets or anything like that solely because of grades, just being unfocused and trying to be cool and, you know, not realizing um, that while everybody was acting up, they were still, you know, getting their homework and stuff done. Like, but I was just half-assing and stuff thinking, you know, we all drinking and smoking and, and partying, um, together. Right. And so, and then plus girls, it just, it, 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 I was so distracted. So when it came to conditioning for track, like they used to, they used to be so mad. Because no matter what, I was going hard. No matter what, I was practicing hard. No matter what, whether if we had to run a hill, if we had to go to the beach, no matter what, like I was, I was giving my all every rep because I've been in a position to where I couldn't breathe. I've been in, in a position to where I needed to be able to have more air in my lungs. I've been in a position to where I needed to have more strength. And you don't get it by taking reps off so I used to go hard and they used to be like oh you're a brown nose or this that and I'm like in my mind like y'all have no idea I can't breathe for real like I have a lung disease for real something wrong with my heart for real and I need to strengthen it as as best as I can and so I used track and I used football for, for that these things were so painful to me but I used that to to I use that to 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 fight the physical pain. Cause you have to understand we the era that we were raised in, I was born in 1982. You like being emotional and being hurt and being depressed, like they wasn't that wasn't flying. If you if a bone wasn't hanging out, then you wasn't hurt. If you wasn't hooked up to the machine in, in the hospital, you wasn't hurt. And so I understood that. Was it right? Hell nah. But that's just, that was the era. And so I used to condition really, really hard. And for me, because I knew I was so distracted, because I knew like high school was just, high school was very difficult for me on the mental and emotional side. But again, you can't, Nobody really cared. They think you're just emotional. Oh, you're going through puberty, yada, yada, whatever. And it was very, very emotional. It was very, very, uh, I was in a, in a super destructive state, right? And it was track season. It was a Pasadena Games. And Pasadena Games is my, like the city that I was raised in. That's our event. You get to run, you know. Uh, at the college under the lights like 
the city was there. Uh, my homegirl, Kaya, uh, Kaya B, she was on punishment. She snuck out to see me run. Like, it was crazy. Like, it was crazy. Um, remember, we did the four by one. I was, I anchored that. Um, but unfortunately, uh, our first to second let dropped the baton. We didn't get it up fast enough. I think we got second to last, whatever. So by the time it got to me, like, people's already finishing. So I was bummed, like, dang, like, I'm this is my first race under the lights. I worked so hard for this, you know, for this moment. Like, I'm in front of my city, and boom, that happens. And so that was a four-by-one, four-by-four coming around. Now I'm the first leg. And I'm now I'm um I'm, I'm nervous because I got the jitters about not dropping a baton, even though I didn't drop it, like the team the my teammates dropped it. Um now I'm like, man, like what are we gonna do? Like I'm I'm tripping. I look up and like I'm I'm doing my regular stretches like to get prepared. Um, I'm doing my, my mental stuff. Like I'm trying to get focused, but I just remember my heart beating really, really fast. Um, and randomly I look up. It's my uncle Larry. He said, nephew, you got this. This was six Seven years from the time my aunt told me. But the same feeling. You got this. It brought so much peace. Um, That year, I think I was. I think I was like running like 49s, 50s. Um, The 800 was my event. So I really. I didn't really care about the four like that, but everybody cared about it. So I was like, whatever. And all year, like I said, I think I was running 49, 50. And I was so nervous. And my uncle just, he was there at the starting line. And he said, nephew, you got this. And I ran the best 400 meters of my high school career, eventually my track career, because after high school, I didn't run track. And I went 47.3. By the end of, like, I couldn't walk. Like, my, 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 my teammates had to carry me. Like, my legs were gone. My, like, I had given every piece of me on that track for my city but because my uncle said, I got like, he said, you got this nephew. It was like the whole stadium got quiet to me because now I got to, now I got to put on for my uncle. I got to, I, I can't let, I, I can't let my uncle down because he believed in me. He, he right here. So I, 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 I got to put on for my uncle and I, I did. 
I mean, I don't even remember what, what plates we got. I do remember, <laughs> I do remember after the fact we had, uh, we ended up getting a new coach because the, one of the alumni felt that there was no way that I put on the performance that I did for that relay for it to come out how it did. Um, I remember like yesterday feeling so panicked and, and, and so, you know, so alone, like people don't understand that when you, even when you're doing a team event, especially something like track and field, when it's a relay, the stress of your role, like it's, it's hectic. The anxiety it's it's hectic because I could lose the race. And I have to deal with losing the race and losing the points. And I have to deal with that. But if we're a relay or we're a team and, 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 and I'm the reason we lost. It creates a level of anxiety because now it's do my team trust me when it counts? Do the people who depend on me trust me when it counts? Do they believe enough in me to say, I know nah, that was a mistake, like, but I know you got this. Or is it, man, get him up out here. I don't, don't let him be on a relay. Don't let him do like the idea of being responsible for so much and having so many people depend on you. the feeling that it that that it creates when you fail when you are too weak when you are uh, worn down and you have fought everything that you could like you have you have used every weapon that you could have to defend yourself to defend your family defend your life defend your business And you lose or you feel like you lost the level of anxiety that that gives you is insane. And I've been going through that for years upon years upon years. And I noticed that. um, And I don't know if this is with any other community, but I noticed that in the black community that the older people get the more they tend to forget the trauma that they've caused, um, the more they forget the abandonment issues that they call because um, you can physically be there, but you can create, you can be there and create trauma from not understanding what a person is going through. Like if it like, like I'm responsible for my kids. Right. And I'm here. So. All right. I, I can give you a better example. So I had to mediate a situation and I'm still not, not finished with the situation. I'm waiting for uh Kev to, to figure out when and how he wants to complete the situation. So. Make a long story short. Keanu is ADHD. He's very compulsive. He, he like, he doesn't, 
he doesn't see wrong in a lot of stuff. He doesn't he doesn't understand it a lot of times. And so Kev not seeing his brother as having any type of issues or not understanding it, not realizing the level of ADHD Keanu has, he confides in him with certain things. Right? Um and Kev, you know, they brothers. They talk about what they talk about. I don't get involved. I'm I'm not that cool of a dad. They come home the other day. Kev is pissed off. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? And so he's like, nothing, whatever. And Keanu was smiling. That's his nervous thing. Like, even in the midst of danger, he'll he'll smirk or whatever. So... Basically, Keanu repeated something that Kev told him in confidence to the person. And now, you know, Kev lost a friend because he's talking to his, you know, talking to his brother, he thought. And, you know, just he they friends to him. So I had to I had to check. I had to check Keanu about it. And the reason why I bring it up, because like you can be right, you can be right there with someone and be with them uh, uh, physically, but not really be there like emotionally and mentally. And Keanu is not there for that. Not his fault at all. Uh, well, no, because because I don't want to say at all because it is his fault. Um, but it's also Kev's fault. So I've been mediating this situation through through them, and I had to tell, I had to tell Keanu like, I get it. You 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 think it's funny. You think you you think that's cute. Whatever, whatever your whatever your mind is not processing it as like my brother chopping it up with me, and my brother is confiding in me. I said, but if you if you betray him again, I'm gonna put my hands on you. And he was like looking at me. I was like, because we, I want you to know because you know I don't put my hands on you. I want you to know how severe I take the betrayal between you two. I want you to know how serious I take the fact that you all need to to understand and 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 uh, be there for one another. I said we're we not doing that. I said because someday I'm gonna die, and y'all are gonna need each other. And if you guys can't figure out what you need to figure out, y'all going to be on this earth alone. And I want that for y'all. And so I'm saying what I'm saying, but then Kev was like, nah, I want to, I want to be able to say what I need to say. I just, I don't know how. So I told, yo, whenever you're ready to do it, we're going to finish. Because we're not going to, we, we, like, you got this. I got to know that, like, you, you're about to go to college soon. I have to know that you understand you got this. You, you, you can advocate for yourself. You can stand up for yourself. You don't have to let people bully you. You can feel how you feel. I'm always going to let you feel what you feel. Because very young, I wasn't able to. I, I wasn't able to feel what I what I felt. I had to 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 uh, disguise it. I had to 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 bury it, you know, because 
they don't they didn't know how to handle it. They didn't know how to accept it. Like I accept my wrong with my kids. I always will. I don't care what nobody thinks about any of that. Because I got to let them know you got this. I can't have them trying to figure out their emotions because I I suppressed them or I didn't listen to them or I didn't get them help if they needed it. Because they're going to grow up and they're going to be in a mental space of of a child still. And they're going to be dependent on people to to help them out. But by the time you get to be an adult and you are seeking help from uh, the world, it's over. So not only are you or your feelings suppressed about uh, your your feelings and your emotions and your thoughts suppressed by your by your family, by the time you have to think for yourself as an adult, they want you to be prepared right there. I, you have to know what you have to know. But if you're dealing with emotional stuff and you're dealing with mental stuff that never got dealt with, now your life is is in chaos. It's in shambles because no one helped you get through that. I'm not saying this as a disrespect to 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 my family. I'm saying it's a it, this is a error of a, a, a era of people who weren't allowed to feel, who weren't allowed to be depressed. I know that sounds crazy. We weren't allowed to to have emotions. We weren't allowed to cry. We weren't allowed like. Like so, so much so that you would be getting a whooping, and then the 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 line of uh, is stop crying before I give you something to cry for. Uh, what else? You what possibly else other than this belt is going to make me cry harder than what I'm crying already? Like, do you realize how crazy that sounds? Like you're hitting me, but saying stop crying before I give you something to cry for. How much trauma that causes? Do you know how much like emotional distress that causes? Do you know how confusing that is when you get in relationships and you are being abused and then, you know, like it's going to hurt you more than it hurt me. Do you know how chaotic that is? You know how many people are in abusive relationships right now solely because they got abused when they was kids? And in their mind, oh, I deserve that. So the idea is, for me is through the trials and tribulations of, of life as I'm still going through what I'm going through is understanding I got this. I'm going to do the I'm going to do what I need to do for to process my emotions I'm aware that I have uh, uh, a lot of trauma to deal with, but instead of suppressing it, instead of of acting like it don't exist, I'm telling y'all, it exists. It's a lot. It's hectic. You got to deal with it, no matter how much it hurts. But also, if you are a parent, if you are an aunt, if you are a teacher, let these kids feel what they feel. Stop trying to stop trying to guide this. Let them know you got this. Let me give you some ways that that help you process it. Let me teach you some ways to talk through it. Let me teach you some ways to to 
uh, uh, strengthen your self-esteem, to believe in yourself more, because that's what it does. It breaks you down to a point to where you feel like you aren't enough. So many people out here that are just victims because of they don't know how not to be. And people laugh at them and be, oh, you're a hypochondriac. Oh, you always are the victim and stuff like that. But nobody like, yo, did you get whooped a lot as a kid? Like, how was your emotions as a kid? How did how did y'all process your emotions? Nobody thinks about that. They just think about laughing and making fun. And it's like, no. And I'm not saying that's everybody's case. But I start thinking about that. Like when people, oh, you're so extra, you're so this. And it's like, do, do you realize what I went through? Like, do you, do you, are, like, when you say that to people, are you, are you saying that because you want to be cool? Are you saying that because you want to feel like you got your shit together? Like, like, what's the deal? I'm learning that. Like the like the reason why I'm big on accountability and the reason why I'm big on on isolation is the people closest to you are the people who create the most trauma. And a lot of times it's not in the it's not in the way that you think. People think that trauma is created by violence, by uh, uh, by verbal abuse, by like, yeah, that's all that's all fine and dandy. But a lot of trauma is created by people just not listening, by people refusing to believe that you feel the way that you feel, uh, refusing to believe that something happened uh, uh, in your life because they didn't see it or because you're a child. And, oh, you don't understand that that's not how it was. And they want to manipulate your mind into thinking that it was something else. And because we have this idea of a child staying a child place, kids are never heard and they grow up to be horrible ass adults. They grow up to be addicts. They grow up to be abusers. They grow up to be, they grow up to be all these things because they don't understand. And as people get older, they forget the trauma that they caused. So for me, I listen to my kids. Look here how crazy it sounds. I don't care. I don't I don't care. I've all I always have been that way with my kids. Yeah, I, I understand kids gonna make up stuff. I understand kids gonna lie. I know I know for a fact my kids aren't perfect, but I know I I, I study my kids to know their temperaments. I study my kids to uh to know their lying face. I I know how my kids talk when they are speaking or when they are speaking because somebody told them to say something and they're 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 trying to word it in a way. Like I I, I pay attention. And so much trauma is caused from not listening. So much trauma is caused by just not believing. You know how many people are silent right now of things that are happening to them because they couldn't, they didn't have nobody that believed them when they were younger. It's not always the whooping. It's not always the hard, the 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 yelling, the punishment, uh, the hardship. It's not always that. A lot of times, it's hey, like this is really messing me up. 
I don't I don't know I don't know how to explain how I feel, but it I, I, it feels bad. It feel it doesn't feel good. And you saying, nah, toughen up. Stop acting like a little girl. Stop being soft. After years of living like that, now it's like, all right, bet. You lose the house. Oh, I ain't worried about that. You lose the car. I ain't worried about you homeless. I ain't worried about th- what? If you weren't supposed to be sad, if you weren't supposed to be happy, if you weren't supposed to be hurt, if pain was supposed to be not like you wouldn't have those things. They wouldn't be present in you as a human being if it wasn't necessary to process these things. I'm so grateful of those two moments of nephew, you got this. Because it means so much more to me than than a lot of things. Because when I'm feeling like I can't handle another diagnosis, when I'm feeling like I can't handle another ailment, when I'm feeling like the migraines are too much, when I feel like the heartburn is excessive, when I feel like, you know, the wheezing is too much, I hear my auntie Guma, nephew, you got this. You got this. When I'm going through stuff with the business, when I'm going through stuff with parenting, when I'm going through stuff and it just seems like it's so much chaos and it seems like like I'm not going to be able to accomplish this. When it seems like everything is against me, I hear my uncle, nephew, you got this. And so I fight. And so I I attempt to overcome no matter how long it takes. I'm not embarrassed about going through the mental stuff that I'm going through. I'm not embarrassed to tell you what I'm going through with my oldest daughter. I'm not embarrassed to tell you, you know, I miss uh, Kennedy. I'm not embarrassed at all. I'm going through this mental stuff and it's hectic. It's difficult. It hurts. But I got this. And I'm going to keep on fighting through it. I'm going to keep on taking the lessons that I've learned. I'm going to keep on taking the trials and tribulations that I went through. And I'm, when I see them in my kids, I'm going to explain to them, it's okay to feel hurt. It's okay to be depressed. It's okay to be sad. If you want to go to therapy, go to therapy. Let, let's do it. I've done it before. I'm not in here to force you to be who I want you to be. You got to figure out who you are going to be when you like, because you're going to leave this house. And if you are solely built on how I have instructed you, how your mother has instructed you, how your auntie, how your uncles, how your grandparents have instructed you, you are going to fail at your life. I'm 40 now. Or I'll be 40 in November. And I'm just now within the past two to three years doing what I want to do. Think about that. You go through these battles of trying to be there for for like being the peace that everybody wants you to be. And you can't. And so when I'm having a hard time um, understanding something. 
I'll tell somebody, hey, I don't, I don't understand this. Even at my big age, I don't, I don't care how it looks. If I, I, if I don't understand, it, I'm gonna tell you I don't understand it. If it makes me feel a way, I'm gonna. It makes me feel a way. I don't care if you say I'm a punk. I don't care if you say I'm. I don't care about none of that shit. What I care about is processing the emotion and getting through to the other side of it, processing the issue and gaining some understanding from it. Because if I'm sitting here letting my ego uh, uh, take control and, and remain in ignorance, what, that, what does that do for me? Because as a parent, I'm supposed to learn so that I can teach my kids. My legacy is what I teach them. That I, like what I'm doing, what I'm doing is forty percent for me and sixty percent for my legacy. And my legacy is not going to be a duplication, a carbon copy of me. It's going to be what they choose to take from what they learn from me and what they add themselves. I've let them be who they are their entire life. Yeah, I give them lessons here and there of, you know, structure of foundation. But once that foundation is set and, and my foundation is solely life, death, jail. We got to make sure you understand what causes those three, those three things. And then you build from there. And I'm just here to add a little bit of paint on the wall, add in some blinds, uh, add in some shingles on the roof. But you got to build that. Because you got it. Like you, you you got this. Like we 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 get so lost in we get so lost in what the world sees us as. We get so lost in in what success is to us ourselves. We get like we we get so lost in that. Like my my yesterday and I didn't even know this because I wasn't even paying attention. And I'm gonna be honest. Like I've been struggling with the apparel, right? Because I get sales. I get sales, but I'm looking at people who who make it seem as if you're supposed to be a millionaire. Like you're like you're supposed to just be selling, 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 selling. Like like people are going to just buy, buy, buy immediately, right? And and so I haven't been really like paying attention to the to the small stuffs with the apparel. I've been more focused on the podcast. I've been more focused uh, trying to wrap my mind around the next concept for for um, for the next poetry album. And so yesterday I was going through. Um, I was going through my books because I got my taxes due and I, I have orders that um, I need to fill. And I saw that, oh, congratulations, you made it two years. Like your your store has been open for two years. And I immediately got frustrated. Not because it's been two years and I'm not a millionaire, but because I'm so focused I'm so, hold on, how can I say this? My focus got shifted once I start following other apparel brands. 
And so little by little, my mind is is trying to shift to quote unquote fashion, right? My brand as a whole is a mental health journey. It's representation like this, this, this serene, this, you know, this, this is a, a shirt that I made to match my, um, to match my shoes right here. Right. Um, and it's, it's the, my very first shoe to get my shoe company started. Right. My brand is built on, uh, on peace. My brand is built on mental health. My, my, the whole idea of, of my brand, as far as the apparel goes is to, to, to trigger a positive uh, reflection within yourself to understand you are flawed. Right. But I found myself like, dang, they doing, they, they, they did numbers because I'm human. Right. And I'm looking at like what they're selling and I'm looking at the designs that, that, that they have and stuff like that. And I'm like, these are real simple signs, uh, real simple designs. Right. And what I forget or, or, or what's brought to my attention is, like I said, I think either the last part or one before mental health is a phase and a fad for people. So basing my brand off of that is a very difficult sell. And I understand that. But you get lost in the sauce when you when 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 you're trying to interact with other companies and you're trying to uh gain knowledge and stuff like that um it's very difficult not to 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 hear, oh, I made a hundred thousand, I made this and I made that. And then you see that, you know, you see what type of a brand it is as a whole. And I saw that yesterday and I, I immediately was like, now I got to get back to me. I got to get back to me. I can't like, when this takes off to the point to where I can take care of my family, then I'll be satisfied. But it's not going to take off with me doing what they're doing. I'm not entertainment. I'm not like so. I'm. I'm. I don't. I don't have models. I don't have uh, uh, commercial. I don't have. I don't have none of that. This brand is based solely off honesty, uh, uh, accountability, and truth. And it's difficult for people to not only listen to self-help, but to represent it that that to represent it with tangible items. When you are not ready, it creates. Issues with your self-esteem. It create issues with how you move because supporting this type of brand, and I'm not even talking solely about me, supporting this type of, of brand, it forces you to be accountable. 
It forces you to look deep within yourself at all of your flaws. It, it forces you to handle your your mental hangups. It forces you to handle your phys- if it, it forces you to. And a lot of people never heard you got this. So they don't support self-help. They don't support uh, the idea of having tangible items to to uh, to encourage you. Not because they don't like it. Like not because they don't like you. No one ever told them you got this and no one ever said uh, uh, you can do it. No one listened. No one listened to them. So me on this podcast, me representing peacefully flawed, anybody else representing, you know, uh, uh, like any independent artist that is representing self-help and has trouble. I want you guys to understand that it's not you. The art is good. The concept is good. But a lot of people haven't heard you got this. A lot of people had like they don't understand the the value in themselves. They're afraid and and, and accountability uh, confuses them. It's difficult to sit your ass down and deal with yourself. It's difficult. Not because you don't want to, because you don't know how to, because your whole life you people say you're not depressed. You just said. Like people said, stop crying like like you soft. People said like, oh, why are you so emote? Like people suppress that in you. And so you you've lived life this whole time without true emotions. You live life this whole time uh, without knowing who you truly are, uh, who you truly are, because you're not being all you're not being yourself. You're being programmed to be a certain way. You're being programmed to 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 uh, uh, suppress a certain part of you and self-help forces you. And I mean, authentic self-help. I mean, like and I'm I, I'm got no beef for nobody, but I've 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 wasted money on other people um quote unquote self-help people and it turned out to be like a scam it turned out to be like like you know you think that you are you are into something that's going to help you and then the reality of it is you're paying all this money and you can't even relate to the person you can't even relate to 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 what they're going through. You can't ever like the, there's no correlation between what you are going through and where they are. And that's where I drop off that. I don't want you to tell me what I could do. Out there. I don't need you to gas me up and, and tell me I'm strong. I don't need you to gas me up and tell me uh, uh, I can do whatever I want. I don't, I don't need that. What I need to see is how did you handle your accountability? How did you break that down enough for you to be able to even move to the step that like I never see that? I never see it. 
And because I never see it, because that's not something in society, like it's just people running around here not realizing they they not really that. They they're they they're scared to sit down and say, something really wrong with me. A lot of people, a lot of us grow up with with elders like, oh, that's the devil. Uh uh, don't speak that. And it's like, like, do you realize years of not getting trauma out, what that does to you mentally? Like people so secretive and 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 with stuff they're going through, and it like that's driving them crazy and that's why they have attitude so much and that's why they're so frustrated it's just it's stuff just floating around years and years of chaos years and years of commotion because everybody don't don't tell nobody your business but i'm telling you you got this you got to sit yourself down you have to believe that the things that are in your head they're in there for a reason I told y'all a while ago, I I want my kids to be able to open up this podcast just in case when I get old, I start saying things that I never did. If I start acting like I was the perfect parent, I start acting like I didn't whoop them. I stopped acting like I didn't make them or uh, eat top ramen. Um, if I start making it seem like we were super rich, um, if I start making it seem like they were super spoiled, they spoiled to to the level they supposed to be spoiled at, but it's not extreme. And I and and from from what I've witnessed in life, once people start getting older, they they forget all the trauma. They forget what they caused. They forget they didn't listen to their kids. They forget that they crossed boundaries that shouldn't have been like they forget that shit. I want my kids to grow up. And when they have their moments of dad, I, I, I feel like this, or I feel like that when they are able to process it with their adult mind. Um, I don't have no way to say, nah, you tripping. I don't have no way to say, nah, I wasn't even like that because I'm saying it on here. I'm being open on here to 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 the world, but more so for my kids to have a track record of when they decide they feel like they they like something was wrong. When they decide they, they need to process why this, why that in my old my my old mind says it wasn't that bad. Nah, if it was that bad to you, it was that bad to you. I know you a kid now. You can't you 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 can't explain it. How I guess how 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 you feel, but you're going to become an adult, and you're it's going to process, and you're going to be like, Dad, boom. And I hope that I'm still in my right mind and be like, Son, I, like like I understand, so that I can apologize to the man in them, not the child. And that's why I say I'm not raising kids. I'm raising human beings. I want you to understand that to a certain extent, like not even to a certain extent, we equal. I don't I don't care what nobody say. I don't care if y'all hear this part of the podcast. I'm like, oh, he bugging. Now we are equal. Because you're going to be an adult and you're going to leave. Yeah, right now you have to follow the little bit of rules that I have, which are very minimal as long as you're not like. As long as you're not doing nothing, life or death, or sending you to jail, I don't really give a damn what's going on. Oh, I ain't no sex in here either. I ain't, I'm not that cool. Like, you, y'all still kids. Um, but yeah, it's just a lot of people are going through what they're going through because nobody was there to tell them. 
that they had it. No one was like was there to openly listen to them. No one was there, and like like even friendships back then, like like friend like true friendship was our first therapy. But if you fucked up and your friend fucked up. Y'all listening to each other, but now it's like, all right, well, your life messed up, my life messed up. Let's go do hood regit. In real time, it, it's like, all right, cool. I started drinking so young. I started smoking weed so young. Because unfortunately, that's that's what we have to deal with to cope. Because our parents and they, and grand, they wasn't taught about mental health. They've been through so much that it's like, all right, well, no, nah, I don't, I don't got time for that. They still try, they still trying to figure out their lives. It's something that 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 I learned uh, when I became a parent. I'm not saying you like your being a parent has to be your identity, but a lot of shit got to be cut off once you become a parent. A, a lot, especially when you have young ones. Like for that duration of 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 birth to about ninth grade, like. You got to cut a lot of that out. You're responsible for people. Like, so for me, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not complaining about anything. A lot of my life is shut down, a lot of it, because I have people that I'm responsible. And if, if I can't, uh, 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 if I can't do what I need to do for, for them in their period of time to where they completely need me, I'm not doing the extras. They didn't ask to be here. Simple as that. They didn't ask to be here. So I got to do what I can and get them to a point to 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 understanding, to get them a point to uh, uh, to belief in themselves, to be able to maneuver through 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 life at, you know, at their respective ages. We got to start looking at people for for what it is for real. And we have to start. Uh, I'm not saying allow people to bully you. I'm not saying allow people to disrespect you. But what I, what, what I am saying is that sometimes you got to go to your to to your siblings. Sometimes you you know your friend might be going through something, and you not listening and or believing or trying to help them process could be could be more traumatic than the issue that got them there. Whoopings are traumatic. Punishment is traumatic. Taking things from your kids is traumatic. Like I've done all of that. I've done all I've done all of that. And let me tell you, my kids don't care about none of that shit. Let me tell them I don't want to talk to them. Let me tell them I don't want to hear none of that. They that is the worst thing that I could tell my kids is. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to hear it. Because they know I am a person. I'm going to listen and I'm going uh, I'm going to make sure I understand what's going on and why you did this and why why you did that. And I'm going to communicate to you. All right, you did do this and you did do that. But this is why I'm taking the PlayStation. This is why you got to give up your phone. But they don't care about that. One, because I'll be forgetting and they be getting it back soon. 
But when I tell when I when I get to that, like when I'm so mad, I'm like, oh, I can't even talk to you. They lose their shit. You you know you hear them in the room talking to each other like, yo, he mad, man. And we don't understand that. A lot of people going through what they're going through because they 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 weren't listened to. They were told they they couldn't talk about it. They were told that it's 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 not worth it. They were told that they're extra. They were told that um, that's not important. Get over it. They were even made to 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 feel as if they were lying. And so now they're older. They're not really like like that's why communication is so bad. Like we keep blaming these kids for uh, why they shooting and why they doing this and why they don't why they don't fight no more why because they nobody is no nobody is being taught at home to listen. Nobody, it, it's 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 the world is a competition, period, and that's what it's pushed in the house and out of the house, and sometimes. Somebody just needs to hear that you got it. I know it's difficult. I know it feels like tomorrow is not going to come. I know it feels like, you know, you are under the, the worst amount of pressure that you have ever been under. But you got it. I, be, I believe you. I know you hurt. I know you hurt. I understand you hurt. There is no if, ands, or buts about it. It's no different perspective. I know you are hurt and I hear you. But you got this. <laughs> this, <laughs> I don't even, I don't like, like, <sighs> this idea. That we have to be so great to be something and to be looked at in a positive light. And we have to be so good at this. This idea is, is ridiculous. Beauty is perspective. Accomplishment, success, failure is perspective. You have to set those standards for yourself, you have to be able to stick to them. That's something that I that I struggle with with being in business. There's something that I struggle with with doing this podcast and understanding who I'm supposed to be. I'm not supposed to be the 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 flashy entertainment guy. I'm not supposed to be the super flashy apparel guy. I'm not supposed to do that. That's not what it's for. Every item sold, every poem told, every podcast done, it's meant to help. It's meant to to give confidence, to give belief in yourself, to to allow you to to uh, be accountable for who you are. Like it's so much going on in the world. It's so much chaos going on in the world. It's so much darkness. But like I always say, it's always some light there. And we got to get to it.
What's going on, y'all? Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Head over to www.peacefullyflawed.com. We got some new items up, track suits. Uh, we got some new jackets up. We have uh, new hoodies up. Go ahead and check it out, www.peacefullyflawed.com. Also, don't forget to um, stream King's Journey um, on Tidal, uh, Apple Music, Spotify, whatever you listen to your your album but again thank you for your support www.peacefullyflawed.com where we believe that no matter the darkness you have the opportunity and ability to get to the light peace